0: All right, um, okay, okay, so, so I'm going to jump, jump, jump straight, straight in. in. So, so I, I, feel I feel like, like tonight's, tonight's a simple, simple word, word, but it doesn't, doesn't mean, mean that it doesn't, doesn't have, the have the potential to be life-changing, life-changing. Okay? okay? So, so truth, truth is simple, it's just, just our ability to, to lay a hold of it, of it. So, so I hope, I hope that, that we all do. All do. Um, it's, it's, what, what I'm, I'm sharing, sharing tonight is, um, it's, it's changed, changed my life, life. like everything, everything else, else that I bring. bring. Um, so, um, so, a couple, couple of weeks, weeks ago, I spoke, I spoke on war and what, 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 what it, it means, means when God wages war. war. How, How many, many people, here people here heard that? that? Okay. okay, all right. right. Um, um, now, I'm not right. going to um, be rehashing any of that, but this is revelation I received when I was unpacking that word, and so I wanted to... So so I'm still on the same vein um, in in regards to war. Now, specifically, uh, it wasn't just, oh, I'm gonna unpack my revelation. I I always ask the Lord, what does he wanna say? And when I asked him about today, I said, what is it that you wanna talk about? I heard one very clear phrase. And he said, repent for the time is near. Now, just hear me out. I was on my way to the gym at the time. So I did wonder if I was projecting i honestly did i was like i bind any second heaven filters right now i literally said i said if that word is still your breath let it still be there when i get home i didn't know whether i was projecting my my if i had to suffer then so do you type thing so when i got home um and i started to engage i sat down i was like all right what do you want to say and he's like i said repent for the time is near and you know what it sounds so cliche, cliche and i don't like cliche It sounds like cliche, but it didn't take me long to work out what it is that he was connecting it to and what he was saying, so that's what I'm gonna bring. Okay, Um, so he doesn't jump from conversation to conversation. The Lord doesn't have any random thoughts. Everything is connected, every single thing, because he has and always had a plan. Now, I know that you all know that. I did say it was a simple word, but there are some some truth bombs in there. So he has, and always always had had a plan, which which means that everything that that exists is subject to that plan. And And when when I I preached on what it looks like when God wages war, I said, when God wages war, he doesn't go into fight. When God wages war, he gives an opportunity, he makes a declaration of peace, and he says something, he establishes plumb line, and anything that raises itself up against that gets completely annihilated and destroyed, right? So, Sorry. it's again, it's, it's, along, it's, it's along that vein. So when the Lord has and always has had a plan, the plan has never changed. Okay? So what, specifically for tonight, what I felt like he wanted me to talk about was more around how the heart fits into that. Okay? Because when we're talking about war and warfare, the heart is separate, but it's not. So... And, and, and it, it is the heart matters that cause the casualties of war, the needless casualties of war. I'm annoyed that somebody else used that title before I got a chance to. Okay. All right. So tonight we're talking about where our heart sits in regards to war and warfare, or you could call it our liabilities in warfare. So I'm going to give you really, really, really quick, um, no, maybe I won't. Okay. okay, a sort, of, sort of recap. recap. So, so uh, on, on Sunday, Sunday I spoke about, about following the cloud and, and I made some strong, strong statements, statements around the heart and obedience. obedience. Who, Who was here, here on, on Sunday, Sunday afternoon? afternoon? Yep, yep. okay. <laughs> I, I said, said never, never remove the, the heart's process, process from obedience, from obedience. Because, because the, the Lord does doesn't. It. Do you guys but remember me saying that? Okay, so I'm unpacking that more today. So never remove the heart's process from obedience. Because if you engage obediently from your head space, it has the potential to become a faithless walk. Okay? So, obedience from the head is faith. It can become faithless and it's religious too. And the danger of that is that it causes the heart to become sick, which does what? Hope becomes deferred. Okay? So, obedience should be heart led. And another another term for heart led is conviction. Can we put up Romans 10:10, 10, 10, please? I use this if, if you're in Luminate, you hear this all the time. If whenever I'm talking to you, Romans 10:10. 10, 10. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. Now you can. That is such an interchangeable verse. You can swap those two words out—righteousness and salvation—with anything. So that's talking about salvation. So, so, so uh, the heart has a level, bears a level of witness unto righteousness, unto righteousness, unto truth, and it is. So it's the heart that, and then it is the mouth that confesses. Now you can, um, you can swap those two words out with anything. It is the heart that believes that God is Jehovah Jireh, and it is the mouth that decrees and declares provision. It is the heart that believes that he is Jehovah Rapha and he heals and it is a, is a mouth that comes into agreement and decrees healing in Jesus' name. That's what that verse means, okay? So, so obedience, heart heart-led, which means conviction, is where it all happens. Because when we, when we are obedient from a heart place, at a heart level, we start to see the plan his way through his eyes. If we don't, we will always feel like cattle being driven. Now, why is that important? Because obedience without understanding can feel like survival. You're ticking boxes, you're just doing what's right. Seeing it his way, so having conviction of why it is that you're in agreement with what he's saying, seeing it his way produces empowerment. And when you're empowered, you don't feel like you're in survival. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not making any hard and fast rules. I'm not saying there's never seasons where, you know, you just know that you're doing something that's not okay. You know you're engaging in levels of sin or in anything unclean, and you choose to adjust accordingly. And then over time, your heart conforms and your heart follows. There's a reality that sometimes we do engage heart journey from the top down. So I'm so not I'm making, making any hard and fast rules, but what, what I, want I want to talk about tonight, because remember, we're talking, talking about warfare. We're talking about war. About and those things, things feel like, like something, something. and I'm going to go into, into that. that. But, but when, when you're, you're, you're talking, talking about, about warfare war, and war, you're, you're talking about increased, increased pressure, pressure. You're, you're talking, talking about, about intensity, intensity levels rising. It's very difficult to do something from a headspace and wait for your heart to catch up. It's much more difficult. And it's almost unrealistic in seasons of high pressure. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Now, Now, when when I say say warfare warfare, for tonight, tonight, specifically tonight, what am I talking talking about? about? When When I say say warfare, warfare, I'm talking about, well, warfare, warfare, and these are in no particular order. Warfare Warfare is taking territory. Warfare is holding a line. It's it's contending. contending, It's overcoming and pioneering. And and warfare warfare is also also to contend with carnal inclinations, okay? None of these are new. You're all familiar with all of these terms. And all of these things are tough, and they all require... Navigating these types of, any, any one of those on the list require levels of conviction, dedication, discipline, commitment, tenacity. Um, and the power source, everything is connected to a power source. Everything. Your heart, power source. your heart is a power source. Your heart is a power source for every decision that you make. Okay? Everything is connected to a power source. It's just what power source is your heart connected to. Okay? So the power source has to be, now and again, another cliche statement, the power source has to be motivated by love. But the problem is we are not beings that are wired to be motivated by love. We're quite selfish beings because we're wired to survive. Okay, that's just, that's just our wiring. Um, so how do we do that then? How do we, what does it mean to, what does it even mean to be motivated by love? Another way to, to describe that, which I've already said, is to see the plan the way he does. And I said said on Sunday Sunday night, I shared a a tip tip with you you all. all. I I said, if you you really really want to accelerate that part part of your journey, journey, become become more more obsessed about about who He is rather than who you are in Him. him. The whole whole point point of that that statement, statement, I'll say it again, become become more more obsessed about about who He is rather than than define me. me. Who am I? What What are my giftings? Because all of that will follow. It has to. Because you are a walking manifestation of who he is on the earth. So when you begin to see the plan through his eyes, you're automatically motivated by love. Because you're motivated by the one who's written the plan, who has designed the plan, who is taking responsibility for the plan. Is everyone okay? Very good, okay. Um, Now, to be motivated by love, obviously, you have to see things uh, as a son, not an orphan. The word son in the Hebrew, whenever you see the word son in in the Old Testament, the word son means a builder of the family name or legacy. So it's different to a child. It's like saying mature son, a hui or son, right? It's a builder of the family name and legacy. Esau was not that type of son. Okay. okay, Esau didn't he value the family legacy. legacy. I, um, Isaac, well, Jacob. Jacob, 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 Jacob did. Jacob, even though he, he went, went about it the wrong way, way he, he saw the value. He 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 understood, understood what the blessing, blessing meant, meant and what more. the substance the of the blessing more. and what, what what it was it attached, attached to. to. Okay, okay. So, so that's that's the, the same, same sort of, sort of thing, thing there. there. Okay, so we have to see ourselves as builders of the family name. Build. We're talking about father, not your family. Um, and, you know, and not see yourself as a trivial part of that legacy. At some point, I'm going to come onto scroll, and I'm going to, like, you know, I'll work out where I fit in. Your scroll is not separate from the scroll. We are not separate from the word. Jesus was very clear about that oneness. He said, just like we are one, that they may be one. So, so when, when we warfare, warfare we, are we are motivated by something greater than just surviving or overcoming. Or overcoming. Now, this That's is where, where I want, want to park on for a minute. minute. When, when we go, go into, into warfare, warfare, and I've already listed, listed some, some of that warfare, warfare taking territory, contending, resisting carnal inclinations, um, uh, whatever, whatever else I said, I can't uh, remember what I said now, now but when, when we're, we're talking about that level of warfare, if we are motivated by something other than, I'm just going to survive this, I'm going to get through it, and I'm going to overcome. That's That's not the high high watermark. Overcoming Overcoming is highly highly rated, and it's the expectation, expectation, but but overcoming isn't the high watermark. watermark. The The high watermark watermark is actually actually seeing it the way the Lord does. And what does that mean? mean? It means despising despising the shame and seeing the joy set before you, to have the mind of Christ, Christ, that that oneness. oneness. Overcoming is is not the high watermark. It is being in that oneness, having the mind of Christ. Because the Bible says we're more than conquerors. He desires more of that for us. Okay. You know, people say to me um, sometimes, how do I manage to be so transparent? Now, you know what, maybe it's because I was raised in the outback and we didn't grow up with filters, or maybe it's you know coming growing up in a you know big robust greek family i don't know but uh, i actually don't have a problem with processing anything i've overcome because i just don't care i literally don't care because it says in the word that god removes sin from us as far as the east is from the west and he remembers it not so it's, it's, not, not, saying it's not, not saying God's disassociating, and it's not saying He's He's just telling us things to make us feel. But He says, says He remembers remember it not. He doesn't, he doesn't have, have the ability, the ability to attach, attach that thing to us, thing to us anymore. anymore. This is meant it to be, be, be really encouraging, much by, much, by the way. <laughs> <laughs> maybe Let I'll just—oh no, no, no! no I'll just, maybe I'll just change my tone. I'll bring out my exhorter. Hold on. Let me bring out my exhorter. Okay. So, So, let me go back back to, to, my my post-it notes are going going everywhere everywhere now. now. Mama Mama says, is she she here? here. I'm I'm the the one one that uses all the post-it notes, okay? (laughs) (laughs) Okay, Um, so I said before that overcoming isn't the high watermark, it's actually seeing the plan the way that he does. And then I made a statement, I said, despising the shame and magnifying, magnifying the joy that's set before. Now, we all know that portion of scripture very, very well, but... that That word there set set before so you know know, he you know he he became he endured the cross because of the joy that was set before him that word set before is something that is that that represents things that are set before us set before means to be appointed for means to be presented with and appointed to so it represents opportunity so every time you come to a threshold where you need to overcome something in your world any level of warfare, and there's and a difference between external, between external warfare and internal, internal warfare. I've already, I've already spoken about, about that, that, that other last, last preach, but, but I'll go into it a little bit again tonight. tonight. But every, but every time your heart comes to a threshold, threshold where you, you have, have the opportunity, opportunity to overcome, if we are way, way, able to see past, past what, what that, that actually represents or what that means, and we come into agreement with the thing that is appointed to us, the joy, which it means strength, which means sustenance and, and everything else, everything that is set before us, we, we see it as an opportunity. That's how he saw it. He didn't disassociate from the process, and I'm gonna go into that again tonight, but we, we also have things that are set before us. And then when you start to talk to yourself that way, whenever, whenever I bring my heart to a threshold and I use the fancy language that we all know about and I say, all right, Christina's heart, I choose to not disassociate from this warfare that I have to endure because of the joy that is set before me, and that is what I'm in agreement with, not with the shame of of the warfare that it speaks to me, because everything speaks to you. Okay, if I'm going too fast, can you let me know? I just don't want to talk for too long. Um, Okay, but again, that's not the focus of tonight. He wanted to talk about um, where our heart sits in the war and the warfare. So why why do I feel feel like like this this is a conversation? conversation? Um, I write myself Um, myself little questions, as though you're asking. asking. Why do I feel like like he wants to have this conversation? conversation? (laughs) Um, Because because warfare, warfare, on on any level, to any degree, warfare warfare actually makes makes a demand on your inner inner world. world. And your your inner inner world is governed by your heart. heart. And And your your ability or capacity to navigate any level of warfare is dependent on the condition or the state of your heart. There's no wiggle room in that. So I'll say that again. Warfare, anytime your heart is brought to a certain threshold, warfare makes a demand on your inner world. We can't circumvent the process, right? It makes a demand on your inner world. Your inner world is governed by your heart. The Bible's very clear about that. As a man thinks in his heart, so is he, right? So your heart is the engine room. And it is, it is your heart that determines whether or not you're gonna have the ability or capacity to navigate that thing, okay? And the Lord knows that. I'm gonna show you an example now, he knows it. Can you please put up um, Exodus 13:17? Thank you. Then it came to pass when Pharaoh had let the people go that God did not lead them by the way of the land of the Philistines, although that was near and would have been much easier, For God said, lest perhaps the people change their minds when they see war and return to Egypt. In the original King James, it doesn't say change their minds. It's the same thing. But it says, lest the people repent when they see war. Now, bear in mind the opening statement I made tonight. When I said, what do you want to say tonight? He said, repent because the time's coming near. Time's near. Okay? Okay? So So, here we have here that that the the, the, the Israelites have gone through an entire process, process. we don't know exactly how long it took, where where there were plague after plague after plague after plague, and they're now, you know, um, the the Pharaoh has said said yes, eventually, so they're part of this entire process. They're coming out, and God says, we're not gonna go that way, because when they see the pressure coming, when they see the report in the natural, they're going to repent, which means means to change change your mind, mind. they're gonna change change their mind, mind. they're They're gonna flip flip out, out, and they're they're gonna run run back back into Egypt. Egypt. That's That's pretty much much what he's saying here, okay? So the Lord knew that they were still orphans at a heart level. He knew that their lowest common denominator was that they were slaves. They were slaves at heart. So, and I'm gonna share a really quick testimony in a minute, but we see there that our response to warfare which is, he's He's told told us himself, our response to warfare will actually be be whatever's whatever's in your heart. Anything Anything that's that's real about you is what's in in your heart and in your mind. That's, that's, yeah. So So he he put put them in a situation that guaranteed to preach preach hopelessness hopelessness and the impossible, okay? Okay? Just think about that for a second. They were were backed backed up against a body of water. I've been going, I've been banging on about the Israelites. Um, because it's, 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 if you just get your head head around that story and 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 he hasn't changed, the plan plan has never changed, changed. but But he did did it it to reveal reveal himself pertaining to to warfare. warfare. So So throughout the wilderness, he revealed revealed himself in different ways. That's when they got, you know, the Lord is my banner and, and, you know, all of that. But in that moment, he revealed himself in regards to what war, what war, what war meant to him. You know, uh, we went went through through a very, very, very very difficult season um, in 2018, 2018, and we we were still very much, uh, in in, in this particular area of our world, we were still very much orphans. Um, Um, You know, it wasn't wasn't good. good. Um, And And the the Lord Lord did something something crazy, 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 crazy crazily miraculous. And it's not even a secret. I've shared, shared, I've testified, you know, when the Lord just completely cleared a massive tax debt that we had. Who here has never heard that story? Okay, Okay. all right. right. Um, Anyway, Um, anyway, so so cleared a a massive massive tax debt. debt. And that that was our our Red Sea sea moment. moment. One of many, many, but that was like the biggest, because there's there's no no way way out of it in the natural, okay? There is just no way out of it. And the next time we came to a threshold where a cycle came that required some level of partnering and plowing and carving out and overcoming... The Lord, the Lord said, said to me, not that I was expecting him to do the same. same. It wasn't it was about tax. It was about, it was about, about um, something, something completely different. Anyway, I'm talking, talking about, about warfare, warfare contending, because warfare, warfare is, contending. is contending. When you're, when you're contending you're for something, you're, you're warfaring, warfaring, okay? So the, Lord the Lord said to said me, in that, in that moment, moment when I was presenting the matter to him, him daily, daily, the Lord said to me, he showed me 2018, and he showed me that he'd been holding the water back like he did for the Hebrews, and then he dropped his arms, and the water came crashing in. And and I was was like, like, I was just just waiting. waiting. I was, it was was a full open open eye vision in my lounge room. I was just waiting to be completely swept swept away. away. But the The water water was was just just bang bang, there. Like, like maybe, maybe maybe the the width of of paper paper from, from my, my my body. body. And then I noticed that I could move move freely in the body of water. And he just began to sprint and, and I just started to follow. To follow. And, and I was, I was doing, doing backflips back as, as I was running and he, and he turned to me and he said, in the past season, I held the water back, back for, you. for you. But, but how, how much how more powerful power that you've you learnt learned now how to run in the water. water. That, that did something for me. I cannot, I cannot tell, tell you what, what that did for me. That showed me that I actually don't have to wait to be bailed out. I actually get to partner With the plan, I actually get to posture myself in a way that makes a demand on heaven that completely transforms my function and my operating systems. Now, he said that the word, well, I believe this is a word in season because there's a lot going on, externally, warfaring, and internally. He said, repent for the time is near. Now, that's not a statement to induce fear. I want to make that very clear. That's not a statement to induce fear, and it's not a statement to make sure people faceplant over the finish line in time, just to make it. It's not a statement that announces the end. Repent for the time is near. That's not a statement that announces the end. It's a statement that resounds one that he made back in Matthew four seventeen. So can we put that up, please? from uh so um john the baptist had just been imprisoned and and jesus recognized the times and seasons of what had been prophesied over over a particular region pertaining to like people that have been sitting under a shadow of de- a death and darkness but that's not the part I want to talk about um it's, and it says now that from that time jesus began to preach and to say repent for the kingdom of heaven is at hand again something that you're all super familiar with okay now I'm going to repeat myself a little bit. The plan hasn't changed. The word kingdom here in the original Greek actually means realm. So what, what he's saying, repent because the time is near, slightly, a bit of a paraphrase to what to that the first time that he said it. Um, what, what I understood what he was saying was he's establishing his kingdom on the earth. That's going to happen it's, it's going it's to happen, happen, right? right? Just, just like I talked talk about, about transition on Sunday. I said transition will happen whether you like it or, or not. It's, it's how you journey allow you to, and allow your internal world to transform, or transition or to transform and transition, transition along with, with it that makes make it, pleasant it pleasant or not. not. So, so he, he will establish his kingdom on the earth, okay? Expanding the realm, expanding the territory. It's territory taking. So when he said to me, repent for the time is near, this is what he was talking about. This is a now word. It's It's not not just to unpack unpack that. that. And And the call to to repent isn't to get on the right right side of him. The call call to repent isn't fear-based. That's an an orphan orphan mindset. mindset. The The call call to to repent is an invitation to see war concerning you you and warfare warfare the way that he does. does. It It is is to to be convinced convinced of the plan, and it is to build a family legacy. Okay. Okay. The next question question I heard you ask ask was, but what what do we need to do do to understand legacy? legacy. I'm gonna run run through through some some scripture scripture in Deuteronomy Deuteronomy soon. soon. Um, I've I've recently, recently, when I preached on when God wages wages, war, I actually actually, uh, based it on that particular particular chapter that that we're gonna unpack, but we're we're gonna be be focusing on a very different part of In the vicinity, but a different body of scripture. But before I do, I want to quickly summarize everything I've just said in just bang, 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 bang. because that's how I like to learn, okay? Um, So in summary, the word in season is repent, because the time is near, and it doesn't mean to be sorry. It means to position ourselves higher and to see it His way. That's what that means. Repent means to change the way that you think. And when you change the way that you think, it's impossible to be in the same place. Being metanoia, to to, to repent, is synonymous with transformation, and that automatically repositions you. Right? So the word of season is to repent because the time is near. It doesn't mean to be sorry. It means to position yourself higher. The time for his kingdom or realm is going to be established, and he's already, you know, things are happening. Things are moving. Um, and, and our, our part, part in that as mature, as mature sons, sons is being convinced of the plan. Because this, this is no different, different to, being, to following the cloud or being, or being led, led by the of Spirit of God. I shared off of Romans 8. 8 on Sunday, on Sunday I, said I said the sons of God are led by, by the Spirit, Spirit of God, God. God. right? And that, and that word led means, means to induce and the, and the word induce means to, persu- persu- to succeed in persuading. Okay, so when you are convinced, when your value system comes into agreement with his and when you are convinced, then you have been led. You are convinced of the plan. And that is what allows us to engage warfare confidently. How? I use the word confidently intentionally there. When you learn to despise the shame and to magnify the joy, the reward that is set before you is a game changer. I do ministry sessions a lot with people. And one of the um, things, th- and this is how I learned a lot of this stuff, just seeing how the inner world works and, and, and you, know, you learn a lot about yourself when you minister. And every time you minister, you see different parts of his, of his character. One of the things, and I've kind of shared on this before, one of the things is getting people to be okay with removing themselves from shame. Everyone's okay with separating themselves from, from sin Oh yes. oh yes, no, no, no I, I see, see that, that sin, the, I'm gonna put that over yes, here, and I no longer, longer identify, identify with sin, but we, but we still, still carry a, carry a level of shame, shame, where it where affects your ability to testify. testify. So, so where you, you carry shame, you are shame, still in agreement with that, exactly that thing. thing. That, that thing, thing still has, has marked you in some way. way. I don't even know where I'm now. I am now, Hold on. Oh yeah, okay. okay. So, Jesus knew what he was going to endure. He didn't magnify it. He processed it, which I'm gonna talk about in a second. He processed it, but he became completely fixed on the joy that was set before him. Now, this is where we move into the part of the conversation where I talk about the hooks in our, in our subconscious, right? So I said said to you before before that the heart heart is the subconscious realm, okay? It does does not say as a man thinks in his head, so is he. It is as a man believes or thinks in his heart, heart, so so is he. So everything that is is real real about you you is coming from your heart. heart. So, So, and I just said that we're going to start talking about the hooks that are in the subconscious realm. And if they're subconscious, that means that you may not be aware of them. So I'm going to unpack through through through, uh, some some standards standards that the lord Lord had given given to the israelites Israelites, that that they give us us a really a really good good overall like package um Um, i was was surprised surprised when i saw it it. i've I've read read this this scripture scripture before but but not not like like this this. um so so when when you're under under pressure pressure, so remember that the heart is a subconscious realm and if it's subconscious you may or may not be aware of it yeah okay so when you're under pressure that is the the enemy pulls on those subconscious subconscious hooks. hooks. I'm I'm going to be be unpacking all of this in a minute. Remember, this this is the motivation motivation factory. factory. Okay? Okay. Now, Now, what what I'm about about to to read read is literally literally the Lord Lord giving the Israelites strategy concerning concerning warfare. warfare. And if it it was good enough for them, it's good enough for us. Could you please put up Deuteronomy 25? 25, 25, Yep, thank thank you. So this is an instruction that's coming through. Then the officers shall speak to the people concerning war. The officers shall speak to the people saying, What man is there who has built a new house and has not dedicated it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man dedicate it. Also, what man is there who has planted a vineyard and has not eaten of it? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man eat of it. And what man is there who was betrothed to a woman and has not married her? Let him go and return to his house, lest he die in the battle and another man marry her." In the original King James, it's not marry, it's taken. And it's not what you're thinking. And I'm gonna, we'll talk about that in a minute. Um, and then to eight. The officers shall speak further to the people and say, what man is there who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let him go and return to his house, lest the heart of his brethren faint like his heart. Now what I'm gonna do, now again, we could spend hours on this, but we're not. I'm just gonna bang, bang, bang. bang. I'm just gonna give you just, we're just gonna unpack it very quickly. Starting from verse one. All right, so, No, No, sorry, sorry, verse five. five. Number Number one, one? verse Verse five. five. Okay. So So verse five is talking about about the order and state of our home. home. That's That's what what it's talking talking about. about. It's It's not not talking talking about the literal literal construction construction of a a building. building. It's It's talking talking about, because the word build build means means to set set up home, home, and have children. So it's literally talking about your home life. And the word dedication there doesn't mean when you have a baby and you raise it up like Simba and you say, I now dedicate you to it in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. The word dedicate there means to make narrow. It means to discipline and train up. So what we're saying here, what, what is kind of implying is what man has set up home, has a responsibility of children... And, and it's, it's not, not made, made narrow. narrow. There's, it it, it hasn't, hasn't been disciplined, disciplined and trained, up, trained up, up and discipled. And discipled. That's, that's what he's saying there. Yeah. Now, this that's is my revelation. This is my opinion. opinion. So, so, and and I'm, that's, that's the, place the place that I'm sharing, that I'm sharing it from, from okay? okay? This is what okay. he spoke what to me concerning, concerning warfare. warfare. Again, Again these, these, are these are subconscious hooks. This is not bringing scrutiny to any of our worlds. I'm sharing with you the playbook of the enemy. And these are the subconscious hooks that the enemy hooks into. And I'll explain that in a minute. So, so that, that particular um, standard there is, is our first priority. priority. Our, our home life is our first ministry. ministry. Our, our home, home life is is the first, first battleground. Okay, and, and not as, as unto, unto the individual. individual. I'm going to make I'm that very, very clear. clear. Family, home, the disciplining and training up of, is not unto the emotions and preferences of the individuals involved, it's as unto the Lord. There's a big difference there. Uh, the second point is verse uh, six, where it talks about you know, who, what man has planted a vineyard and has not eaten of its fruit. Again, this is my revelation um, of how, how I understood it. The Lord is not actually talking about the physical act of eating. When you unpack that word in the original Hebrew, there's not, out of all the definitions, not one of them is to chew and swallow and consume food. Okay? That's not what He's talking about. So, this is what He said to me. The word eat there is describing a concept where we take our inheritance. The word, it actually means to take your inheritance. It means many things. I'm not going to run through them all. But one of the meanings is to take what is an inheritance. So what man has planted a vineyard, so he has planted a vineyard and not eaten of its fruit. So he's talking about a process where we are actually partaking partaking of our inheritance inheritance, and rightly so, and it it, it also um, implies a a stewarding of of something from beginning to end. Now what's what's very interesting is that that same same word eat, so one one of the many um, meanings of that that word word eat means means to wound, it means to dissolve, break one's word, to profane or defile, association with a prostitute, okay? To profane and defile. Lest another man, man eat, eat of your, of your fruit. fruit. That's, that, that, that brings dishonor. That's, that's actually a, a, a defiling, defiling. That's, that's a profanity. A profanity. To, to not, not steward what it is that we have a process, process that we have begun, that, that actually the, the, the negative, negative of that, of that is, that is that, that's, that's a defiling of your inheritance. inheritance. These, These are the things, things that preach to us, us subconsciously. We'll keep going. Um, verse seven, which, which is talking, talking about you know, if any man is betrothed to a wife. So, so what, what he's, he's talking, talking about, about there, that's that's, that's a, twofold a twofold reality. reality. What, what he's talking, talking about, about there is, is unfulfilled desires, desires, in my, in my opinion. opinion. Unfulfilled, unfulfilled desires, desires, intimacy and relational relation, connection, and, and it's and twofold. twofold. Meaning not to deny ourselves. Unto, unto war, war or warfare, warfare and not, not to deny, deny someone, someone else, else. Okay? okay? Now, when, when I say deny, deny, I mean across the board. Not, not to abdicate, abdicate through, through, you know, you the, know guise the guise of warfare, warfare and, and, and serving the Lord, Lord through a faithless, faithless construct, construct because, because that, that will begin to preach, preach to you subconsciously. subconsciously. And, and in it it all, because the word betrothed, I said before that it says... In the original, sense, says, lest another man take her. So if a man has been betrothed to a woman and he hasn't yet taken her, it doesn't, mean, it doesn't mean that. The word taken means to accept. It means to bring, to carry, to receive, to reserve, and to mingle. That's an entire process. Is everyone following? Okay. And the, and the last one, one is verse eight, eight that, that says, um, talking, talking about, about being, being afraid. afraid. Uh, Who is fearful and faint-hearted? Let, Let him go and return to his house, lest the heart, heart of, of his, his brethren, brethren faint like, like his heart. Okay, so, so that, that one's pretty, pretty self-explanatory, soft soft explanatory. Um, um, and, and obviously we all know, we know what fear what means, means. But, but just, just to you know, know expound on that. On that. Fear, fear means, means to be made afraid by what we see and experience pertaining to war. to war. He's talking, talking about war here. here. He's saying, he is he's seeing. He's, he's saying, saying any he man saying that, that is faint-hearted or fearful, or don't, don't go out, go out to, to war, war lest, lest you become, you become afraid, afraid or, or you are, are frightened by what, what you see and experience because, because that, that will begin will to, be to leaven out. out. That's, That's what he's saying. Fine. Now, the word faint there, I've already told you what fear means. The word faint there means to waste with disease, to fatigue to be discouraged, or to be loosed. Has anyone ever been on a mission mission trip trip with someone someone who may not come down with with disease, disease, but but starts to demonstrate demonstrate levels of faint-heartedness and fear? fear. Actually, don't answer answer that that question. question. (laughs) Because, don't Don't answer answer that that question. question. All right. Right. I have, as in that that was me, me, but not not disease, disease. Um, uh, fatigue. Fatigue. So what, so is that, that, what, what that, that is describing is there, there, what he's, what he's talking, talking about is, is a, level, a level, he's, talk, he's addressing our, our, um, our, our, robustness, our robustness, if that's a word, word and internal strength. strength. Because the, the word, word um, faint-hearted also means, also means to liquefy. Means so he's, he's talking, talking about what is solid in our, in our inner, inner world. world. And, and I talked and on, on Sunday about internal, internal pillars and what our responsibilities are in that. Okay. Okay. Mm. Okay, Okay. all right. All right, we're nearly there. So So what's what's the point point I'm trying to make? Each one of these things that I've just listed from the Deuteronomy 20 uh, chapter, all of these things are liabilities to us. Now, yes, they're liabilities to us, and I'll explain that in a minute, but they're all, all of those things are extremely important to the heart. All of them, All and, them. The and the Lord, Lord knows, knows it. it, and so does so the enemy, okay? okay? Each, Each one, one of those things, things preached to us, especially when, when we're under pressure, pressure and, or we or come up, up against any, any level of warfare. warfare. Again, I said, I said on, on Sunday, Sunday, I talked about transition. Transition, transition is, 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 is not, it's not, it's not different, different to, to transition to describes overcoming, and overcoming, overcoming is, connected is, is, is connected to some, some level of warfare, warfare yeah? yeah? So it's, it's the same, same thing. thing. And, and I, I talked, talked about how we have to honor, to honor the heart. Tonight, tonight is about the, really the heart, heart and warfare. And, and I talked I really quickly, on Sunday, and and I talked I really quickly on Sunday night saying the heart can't be separated from that process. The heart has to be given permission to grieve whatever that level of warfare, whatever it endured, W- any any level of disappointment or pain, pain, pain or I was going to say pain. Any, any level, level of pain, disappointment and grief that is attached, attached to any level of warfare, warfare, the heart has to process. And, and I, shared I shared specifically um, on, on Sunday, Sunday night, night that, that Jesus, did, did he did the exact, exact same, same thing. thing. When he was in the garden, he, he was, was giving himself permission to grieve that transition. That transition unto the, the point, point of sweating, of sweating blood. blood. He, wrestled he wrestled with something. What was it? He wrestled with his will. The Lord, when he was a man on the earth, grieved a portion of what that warfare looked like. That was intense pressure. And he grieved and he wrestled. And So he would have wrestled, come to the decision, and then grieved the cost. And then he'd lay a hold of what was appointed to him, what was presented to him. And I said said on on Sunday, Sunday, if it's it's good enough enough for the Lord, it's good enough for us. us. Grief is very, very healthy when it's done the right way. The enemy's strategy is to come in like a flood. That's, That's actually his plan, okay? That's why whenever we experience something, he doesn't just leave it there. Okay, that person's, you know, experienced trauma in this area. Okay, cool. He comes back and he keeps bang, 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 bang bang, until it completely destroys that person. That's the plan, right? So his his enemy, his strategy is to come in like a flood. Now that's why, have you ever wondered why when you trigger about something, it escalates so quickly, you go from a trigger to all of a sudden questioning everything about life. You start, you start questioning, questioning you, know, you know, your uh, uh, relationships, relationships in your world. You start, you, start questioning questioning your you, start you start questioning your existence. You start, start questioning your self-worth, your self-worth, your failures as, as a parent, parent all, all of these things. things. It, just, it, just it just spirals out of control. Out of control. Why? why? Because that's, that's a subconscious, subconscious hook. hook. And that's, that's why, why the Lord listed, listed it. it. He, he said, when you're, you're thinking, thinking about warfare, on that day when he gave that instruction, he was talking about literal war. Because he said, "Lest you die." Now, none of us here are going to die from overcoming or, or, or engaging that warfare. So let's just take it in the context of you know today and what that looks like today. He's saying these are the things that are in your subconscious that define who you are and your value systems, and they're the subconscious. And That's why you never just isolate a trigger and handle it accordingly. I call it slowing down the matrix. Like Like, when when information information comes comes to us, us, it doesn't doesn't just come, come. if If we're we're not aware aware of warfare, warfare, the inner inner world, the spirit world, world, how that all works, information comes, we let let it hit our inner inner person, person, and then it it pulls pulls on everything everything subconscious subconscious that's in us. And it starts from a little bit bit of a a tiff tiff with somebody over here, then all of of a sudden sudden you're driving home and everything everything that you've ever said and and done wrong in your life with your kids, with your husband, with your parents, parents, with your family just comes back to you and you walk out feeling like you've gone through the gauntlet. Does anybody here know what I'm talking about? Yeah, okay, that's this. That's what this is talking about, right? So slowing down the matrix is this. Slowing down the matrix is training yourself because we've it's all built, built the wrong, wrong way. way okay, okay? So, so it's, it's not, not like we've st- we've all not slowed down, down the matrix, matrix. But, but slowing down the matrix, the matrix we can start today is, is when, when information, information comes to us, us we, we grab it we hold it external, external to us just like, like Jesus, Jesus did, did and we, and we don't, don't give, give ourselves permission to take ownership, ownership of it, it. We, we take it it's actually an instruction you know take everything captive and bring it into submission Because when when you slow down down the matrix, matrix, you know when Neo like, you you know, just did this and the bullet bullet went straight past. past, If If Neo in that that moment moment stood still and he he copped a bullet bullet to the head, he deserved it, it. right? So So we have have the power power and the ability to completely slow down the matrix. matrix. That's how Jesus handled the Pharisees. Pharisees. They were extremely clever, but their words, as they came, he didn't feel the need to defend himself. He didn't feel the need to take ownership of it. He held everything out here, but he had developed an ability to do it at lightning speed. So he held it out here, which meant that his discernment was no longer compromised because when, you, when external information, wounding, whatever it is, comes into your heart, it begins to form your identity, and that's your discernment, which is different to the gift of discernment, two very different things. So your, so your inner, inner plumb, plumb line becomes, becomes choked, choked out, becomes muddied, it's compromised. So, so Jesus never that, allowed that, so he, he held information. He was he able to shake it, it press, it, press it, it, turn it upside, upside down, down look, look at it, weigh it up, up against, against truth. truth and, and then, then if, if it, it was found wanting, he would he tear it down and cast, cast it out. That's slowing down the matrix. Okay. Okay. So, So that's a good place place to start. Start. Practice Practice slowing down the matrix. matrix. Because if any one of those areas areas that I just mentioned, mentioned, you know, uh, the condition, the the state of your home, whether your home is in order or not, you know, your marriage or your relationships or, you know, your inheritance and stewarding what you've actually developed up until now, the vineyard, all of those things, if any of those areas are unresolved or poorly governed, they and remain and a massive, a massive liability, liability to us. And, and not, not because, because they come under attack. attack. That's that, that, that is, is what, what we would be, be familiar with the term, the term of backlash. backlash. Everyone and here has heard, heard, heard the term, term backlash? backlash? Yeah? yeah. Okay. okay. So I have I a slight, slight problem with, with that, that because, because backlash, backlash, I'm gonna debunk it really, really quickly. Some of you have already heard this, maybe really quick. Backlash is associated with warfare, yeah? Okay? Backlash in that sense is not real. In my opinion backlash simply means what can be shaken will be shaken unless of course you're silly and you step completely outside of metron and you're doing things in your own strength and in your own ways that's just called consequence that's called judgment okay but backlash is not the enemy counter-attacking those things that are precious to you now that's 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 a demonic doctrine what can be shaken will be shaken okay so with those, those things, things that I listed before, those things, things that are very, very important, important to your heart, those things, things that if that they're poorly governed, governed they, be, they, they remain subconscious, subconscious hooks that the enemy pulls. They're the things they're that um, they're, they're, they're not. The, they're not the, the things that keep that us in survival. They're, they're the things, things that are motivated, are motivated by fear. fear, and that, and that becomes a landing place for sorrow. I'm literally landing now. It becomes a landing place for sorrow. Sorrow is grief not done well. Sorrow Sorrow is not being being able able to rightly divide divide, what what is your your responsibility to bear and what what isn't, and then you just take take the whole whole thing thing on. That's what sorrow is. So how do we resolve it? I think we just need to stop being religious with our heart. And we need to stop being religious with our walk. We need to stop compartmentalizing our worlds, and we need to see that our primary responsibility is to steward our heart. That's your, that is literally your primary responsibility. That's all he's ever asked. Proverbs 4.23 says, we all know this one. I told you, it's gonna be a simple word tonight. Says, keep or guard, depending on what you read, which um, translation you're reading from. Keep or guard your heart with all diligence, for out of it spring the issues of life. The word diligence there means to guard, to observe, to ward, and to watch. It's obsessive, and it comes from the root word um, that means to circumspect, attend to, to regard, and be aware. And the word circumspect means to be wary and unwilling to take risks. So what the Lord was saying in that strategy in Deuteronomy 20 is don't take risks that you can't afford to take. Prioritize, make all the crooked paths straight so that you you don't go into any level of territory taking, overcoming things in your world that the enemy is gonna subconsciously hook you into. That's what he's saying there. Diligence is wisdom. So it's not real to go into warfare for things that we don't really value, okay? We're doing it for the wrong reasons. And sometimes we go into warfare to protect one of those things that I spoke about. We make decisions that are motivated by fear to protect those things, that's fear. That's not warfare his way. Remember, warfare his way is make a declaration of peace. And anything that's a standard and anything that comes up against that will be dealt with, will be torn down. The motivation for warfare should always be to build the father's legacy and to expand. Expanding our territory means expanding his. So the strategy given in Deuteronomy 20 is actually the Lord's ensuring that we are no longer compromised when it comes to, to any level of warfare and when the pressure hits. So I want to. I'm gonna. I'm going to, I'm gonna finish there. Um, and I'm just going to. I'm just going to share some thoughts with you. As in, please take your communion whenever you're ready. If you want to, just put the pads on and, and do. I always. I'm always so clunky when it comes to that part. I'm always just like, oh yeah. Can you put the pads on? Because I want, I wanted to share some of the thoughts um, that that came to me um, as I was getting this word down. And I started off by saying, "It has a potential to be life-changing if we lay a hold of such a simple truth." He's thought of everything. I, you, you know. And I know I know I keep banging on about this, but he he actually chose to freak them out by taking them down a narrow canyon up against a body of water just so he could flex. He that's the way that he thinks. That's who he is. So Run through. Just as I just want you to begin to meditate. Just yes, you'll be hearing my voice, but I don't want you to focus on me. Just begin to meditate. I'm gonna st- I'm gonna go over the list again. And just whatever he begins to breathe on, remember this is an invitation to see warfare around that thing the way that he does. So warfare looks like territory taking. So if you find yourself in a place where he's inviting you to take territory. If you're pressed down and having to hold a line, if you're contending for something, if you're actually diligently addressing something that He's highlighted in your world that's not okay and you're trying to overcome. If you're pioneering, pioneering is warfare. If you're contending with carnal inclinations Some of these are external and some of these are internal. Now the strategy for the internal ones is to despise the shame and seize the joy that is appointed to you through that particular thing. It is not generic. The reward is never generic. See that thing the way that He sees it He sees the warfare, but he magnifies the reward and the joy on the other side. And he despises the shame because shame is a lie. Your heart doesn't have the ability to produce shame. Shame is a response that we have to something our heart hears. They didn't know they were naked until they partook of the fruit. The strategy when it comes to external warfare is seeing the opportunity, the invitation to build the family legacy in that thing. We're not doing anything to defend our heart. Your heart never became part of the arena that was done through the fall. Your heart was never designed to be in the arena, in the battle, in the war that was done through the fall. And I'm gonna add, anywhere where we are projecting and persecuting other people's level of warfare. That's what the Israelites did. The Israelites obeyed, some of them, not all of them, some of them were... were obedient from a head place which is why they continue to grumble and complain. If you have a problem where you're, you have such a negative outlook on everything and, and the first cab off the rank is negative talk. Complaining and grumbling. We're no different to the Israelites. And they then persecuted Moses and God. Are we projecting our fears and our inability or unwillingness to warfare and overcome and be transformed onto anything and anyone else? Because it says in the Word that when we take communion, we it, 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 it says I don't I don't I wasn't going to mention it, so I don't have the reference on me, but it, it doesn't say don't have anything against any, anyone. It says any, anything. It can pertain to a person or a situation, anything. Repent because the time is near. He will, he will take his territory. That's not in question. It's partaking of the reward and the joy set before us in every single opportunity that is presented with any level of warfare that we experience and that we come across that is what he's saying now that is what repent means it's not it's not last calls to run to the bathroom before the bell goes repent means come along on the journey repent means change the way that you think about this thing so that you can contribute to the building of the family name.
1: to look and do anything too shocking to the atmosphere we're just going to stay in this space the meeting is officially finished Um, but I want to just make sure that people have space to meditate or to marinate in the word that was just released it's really important we're just going just gonna to keep this place open the next 15, 20 minutes. Just if you, take your communion. If you haven't done already, thank you, Christina, for an amazing word. But I don't want to shock the atmosphere. So just stay in that space. Allow whatever the Holy Spirit has been speaking to you about through the message. Allow Allow him to just build on that for the next few minutes. Just in that place of stillness that he quiets us with his love. So we're just going to sit in his love. We're going to sit in a place of stillness for a few minutes, but you are completely free to go whenever you want to go. Thank you so much for being with us. Thank you for those watching on live stream. We look forward to seeing you guys on Sunday again, this coming Sunday, obviously at 10.30 or 3 p.m. Or for those that come Tuesday, we'll see you then. So bless you guys. Have a great drive home.